welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me again today for another week of With All My Heart. And I always look forward to being with you. And I missed being with you last week, but I know you were encouraged by Grace's challenge. Um, I say it often, but I am always encouraged, not just by her words, but I'm so encouraged by her friendship. And of course that with Kelly and with Jen as well. And we are so blessed to have them here. And thank you for listening in every week, but especially on those last Fridays of the month. And what a blessing they always are. So thank you, Grace, for that. We are, as I mentioned two weeks ago, we are in the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs. And I'm kind of just cherry picking or just using verses that the Lord has used over the years for me um, to really speak to my heart. And sometimes there are promises of, that he reminds us of that we need maybe in particularly trying times. Sometimes they're pointers. Pro Proverbs has many pointers that the Lord has just pricked my heart with and he's challenged me with. And he said, Joanna, this is the way you need to live. This is the way you need to go. So I wanna share some of those verses with you. But the one I wanna to share today and this time of the year, actually, really a couple weeks ago, my heart and my mind always really goes back to my mother and remembering her life and the things that she taught me. <clears throat> she went to heaven 14 years ago on January, this past January 23rd would have marked 14 years. And I was blessed. You've heard of me talk of her often. I hope I don't ever wear it out. But uh, I was blessed with a wonderful Christian mother. And yes, she was a pastor's wife. And yes, she served in the church. But so much more than that, she was a genuine child of God who lived for him and who raised her family for him. And when she went to heaven, when she was 58 years old, she died from cancer. And it seemed to me to be a very short battle. When she went to heaven, it seemed so much too, too soon. But the Lord used her death to remind me of all the things she had taught me through her life. And when I was reading through, I always read through the Proverbs every month, as I've mentioned to you many times. But I can't help but think of her when I, was, when I read Proverbs 31. And my brother posted a picture just for the family on uh, the day, January 23rd, to remind us of mom. And he said, she's still singing in heaven. And what a wonderful reminder that it is that she's not gone. She's just in another place and she's happier than she's ever been. But every time that I read through Proverbs 31, of course, in my mind, my mother, in my opinion, and I am biased, my mother was the epitome of a Proverbs 31 lady. But the last 20 or the last few verses of the chapter, what I'm going to speak of today, but especially the last verse. But in Proverbs 31, 28, it says, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. And it is my privilege today to do just that. And I've tried to do that over the years. It says, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. And a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. But this last verse, verse number 31, is where we're going today. It says, give her of the fruit of her own hands. And the last part of that verse says, 
let her own works praise her in the gates. And you know, the Lord gave me a very literal visual example of that. A few days after she had died, when I stood in the church auditorium of the Marion Avenue Baptist Church, and my mother's casket was right in the center, in front and center of the auditorium. And if you looked at the casket just to the right, what stood myself and my siblings and their spouses, my husband was right beside me on one side, and my father was on the other side of it. And our mother that we love so much, she was in the casket there. And you know, we were wrestling and grappling with really what seemed like the unfairness of it all and the unjustness of it all to lose her so early. And I needed my mother, I still do today. But as we, the doors to the church opened and we started to receive family and friends, for the next several hours, it was nonstop. We didn't get a break of person after person who came through. And you know, I know that they came through to be an encouragement to us um, and to, be, to comfort us. And they did do just that. But as I listened to story after story and person after person, they came and they told how that my mom's life had made a difference in their life. And so every time that I read this verse, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. I remember thinking of that verse that night. And I remember how that the Lord, even after she was gone, all of a sudden I began to see her life in more living color than I had ever seen it before. And I saw how that a life lived for Jesus Christ was really worth it. A life that was faithful, a life that was true was really worth it. And you know, the Lord, she had already planted those seeds, but it was almost like the Lord just fanned on the fire inside of me to say, Joanna, this is what you like. This is what you want in your life. And you know, I remember the next day when we buried her in the cemetery and I remember driving away from that cemetery and there was the fleshly part of me. And I've said this before that I wanted to scream out. And I want to say, Lord, this is so wrong. But there was a part of me that still small voice that said, this is so right, because this is what a life that is lived fully to the end looks like. And they st we stood by that, that graveside as the Epley family saying, God will take care of you, just as they had stood at my mother's mother's graveside and sang that, that song as well. And I hung on to that hope that God would take care of me. And he has for the last 14 years, and I know he's going to continue doing that. And I hung on to the hope that my mother's life was not in vain. And so I thought about this, let her own works praise her in the gates. And when my brother this week, or I'm sorry, on the 23rd, he talked about how that in heaven she was still singing. And I saw that it, her life is still impacting his life as he is a preacher of the gospel today. And I thought about the lives of my brother, my other brother and my sisters and how we are still doing our best in our own little corners of the world to live for the Lord, how that her life is still living on through us and her works are still praising her. And I thought this, I, as I thought that night, I started to think about how her works were praising her. And over the years, these thoughts have just become more clear to me. But I realized that her works are praising her through the words that she spoke. The words that she spoke during her lifetime were works. She spoke words of encouragement. She spoke words of strength. She spoke words of repro reproof and instruction and rebuke. Sometimes my sisters and brothers and I will laugh and will say, my mother loved us with all of her heart. We know that. But yet my mother would always tell us the truth. 
And my mother would always, sometimes she would get onto us. And I remember more than once coming into a house, the house after a youth activity or after a church service or after she'd watch us interact with our friends. And she would get onto us and she would say, we're not going to act that way in this house. And we're not going to behave that way. And she would instruct us and she would teach us in the way that we should go. One of my sisters said years ago, she said there was something that was going on in our world and it wasn't right, but many people were going along with it. And doesn't that sound so familiar? And she said, you know, sometimes we have to stand up and speak out even when our voice shakes. And you know, that saying, that quote was not original to her, but I'm so privileged and blessed to know a mother that did that. And she did that within her home. She did that within the ministry that the Lord gave us. She did that within her community. I remember her speaking out for what was right. Her works are praising her through the way she loved. You know, I was so challenged because my mother had the privilege of being in the presence of many people that would be considered great. She had the privilege of going places and doing things and rubbing shoulders with other people that were doing a lot of amazing things. I came across a picture this week of um, my mother and us children on the couch with Mrs. John R. Rice. And I can remember as a little girl having Mrs. Rice into our church for a ladies event. And I remember that she sat at our table and my mother set out all the best china and we had a, a wonderful dinner with her and my mother served her. And I remember my mother gave her great respect and gave her great honor. And somewhere back at the house at 2610 Nutmeg Avenue, there is a little crumpled napkin where my mother saved the napkin that Mrs. John R. Rice used when she ate at dinner at our house. And to my mother, that was a very special thing. And my mother loved being around other people that many would consider great in the faith. But you know, my mother chose to spend her time and to love those that were the least. I remember a family in our church and they were going through a very difficult time and the mother had left the family. And I remember my mother going and buying coats for the little boys in that family when it was cold in the winter time and, and providing meals sometimes for that family because she knew there was no mother in that house. And she would drop things off on the porch, sometimes not even leaving her name on it because she wanted to care for the least. I remember after our Thanksgiving dinner and after our Christmas dinner that she'd make up plates of food to send to maybe a single man in the church or someone that she knew didn't have family. I remember her taking the pies to the neighbors around on our gravel road and dropping them off. I remember whenever there were times that the ladies would get together to do things for other ladies, that my mom would always choose the ones that maybe she thought would not be chosen, and she would seek them out. Even on her deathbed, she was so concerned that we find the gift that she had packaged for her secret sister and take it to her. She was always looking for the ones that no one else noticed, and she loved them. And I see that her works are still praising her because as those faces filed in front of me, those people came in front of me at her funeral visitation. And those were the type of things that they talked about. An encouraging word there, a thoughtful gesture here, just watching mom love people. And her works are still praising her with the way that she loved. And then I see the wor her works are still praising her with the lives of the ones that she left behind us. I mentioned it again, but my siblings, myself, her works are still praising her. I look at the Victory Baptist Church, and y'all may or may not know it, but I am who I am today because of my mother. And I know my brother is the pastor there at Marion Avenue Baptist Church, and he's been there for I don't know how many years, I guess about 13, 14 years. And he is largely a lot of who he's today, yes, because of the influence of my parents, but because I had a mother that invested her life in him. And we, we are the lives of the ones that she left behind us. 
many ministry wives. God gave my husband and I the privilege to work for a college and to travel on tour for nine years. And we traveled in many, many hundreds of churches. And everywhere I went across this country, I had people that came up to me and that said, you know, your mom made a difference in my life. And she didn't make a difference through a lesson that she necessarily taught like this or when she spoke at a ladies event, although she had opportunities to do that. She made a difference with the way that she loved them and the lives that she touched on an individual basis. And then her church ladies. When I go back to Marion Avenue and I see so many ladies that are still living on and she touched their lives. I see ladies now that were little bus girls that rode in on the bus that my mom would make a place for her on the pew, the pastor's wife. And there would be a bus girl that would sitting beside her that she loved. And my mom's works praise her through the way that she loved and the lives that she left behind, the lives of the ones she left behind. And then I see this, her works praise her because she did it all for the glory of the one that she loved. I love to hear my, more, my mother tell the story when as a 16-year-old girl, as a student at the, um, at the East Forsyth High School, East High School, uh, and a member of the Sedge Garden United Methodist Church there on Sedge Garden Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. I love to hear her tell the story how the Lord got a hold of her heart. And she said, Joanna, I just decided I was just going to live for the Lord and I was going to love Him. And you know, she truly meant it when she made that decision. And she talked about how that at the time she wasn't surrounded necessarily at that point with a strong youth group. She wasn't surrounded. It wasn't at a youth camp where it was the thing that everybody was doing or at a Bible college where she was constantly encouraged for that. That was a decision that she made on her own to live her life, to bring glory to our Lord. And I remember as she raised me through different times in life that I would get disappointed. And I can remember specifically there was one time that there was a disappointment in somebody that I had looked up to as a spiritual leader and my faith was knocked to my knees. And I remember my mom, she loved me for a bit and she hugged me for a bit. And then she looked in my eyes and she said, Joanna, we weren't living for him. She said, we're living for the Lord. And she said, just keep your eyes on Jesus. And you know, that's what mom did for her whole life. It didn't really matter who disappointed her and there were many. It didn't matter who encouraged her, although she loved it, and there were many. She lived for the, for the praise and the glory of the Lord. And I'll never forget, shortly before she passed, she told us her last words. She says, I have to go. Jesus wants me to come now. And I don't remember the exact words, but she spoke of Jesus. And I know she was looking forward to seeing him. And I remember after she passed, I had the reality so real to me that as she was slipping away from us, she was entering into his presence of the one that she had lived for the glory of. And I know that she's there today. So for the last 14 years, to me, her works have praised her. And God has used many of her to testify of her gifts. I often think, and I didn't even read this verse yet, but along with this last verse in Proverbs 31, I think of the verse in Hebrews chapter 11, and in verse number four, it says, by faith Abel, offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. And that night as I stood at her funeral visitation, although she was gone from us and I could hear her physical voice no more, through the lives of the people that passed on in front of me, she spoke, and her life that she had lived spoke more loudly than it had ever spoke before. 
And these last 14 years, as my mind has gone back and remember the things she's taught me, and I remembered her works and how they do praise her, her life speaks louder on. And I had this thought, it's not what we accumulate and collect for ourselves in life that really counts, but it's what we leave behind for others when we leave that really matters. So I encourage you today, thank you for letting me share my heart with you. I always feel bad when I get a little emotional like this, but my mind and my heart always goes back to her this time of year and how her works do praise her. And I pray that we will live today in our little corners of the world, whatever, you, whatever your life looks like, seek Jesus today. Seek him today so the lives that you touch can see him living through you. And if we will do just that, there will be a time after we are gone that others will look back and they will see that we live for the glory of God and our lives will live on long after we are gone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to being with you again next week, and I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies' devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.